I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today's topic is something called intermittent fasting. Now, if you've heard of this before, it's the big buzzword among nutritionists, among diet, uh, people trying to lose weight, uh, exercise gurus. So this is really cool. I'm gonna explain to you what intermittent fasting is and you're gonna be amazed how easy it is to do this and all the benefits you're gonna get from it. I get so many questions on this, so I figured let me just do a whole show on this topic. So of course, let's answer the question, what is intermittent fasting? Intermittent fasting is not a diet. It's a pattern of eating. So it's not so much what you eat, it's how you eat. It's a way of scheduling your meals so that you get the most out of them. Intermittent fasting doesn't change what you eat. Now, of course, you should be eating good foods, but it changes when you eat. So if you could eat, change what you eat and when you eat, now you've got an amazing combination. So why is it so worthwhile to change when you're eating? Well, most notably, it's a great way to get lean without going on some crazy diets or cutting your calories down to nothing. So one of the benefits that a lot of people use it for is a way to lose weight. And in fact, most of the time, you're gonna to try to keep your calories the same when you start intermittent fasting. Now, most people eat bigger meals in a shorter time frame, So that's what this kind of boils down to. Now, once again, bigger meal doesn't mean bad meal. It means eating good, avoiding the alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, eating more fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And then you add, if you can, the timing. So intermittent fasting is a good way to keep muscle mass while getting lean. Because sometimes if you go on a diet, you might lose muscle mass along with uh, your fat. Now, that, all that being said, the main reason people try intermittent fasting, of course, is to lose weight. We're going to talk about how intermittent fasting leads to fat loss in just a second. But most importantly, intermittent fasting is one of the simplest strategies we have for taking off bad weight while keeping on good weight because it requires very little behavioral changes. So it's not like I have to give up all my food, I have to go vegetarian, I have to go vegan, I have to go high protein, low protein. This is eating what you usually eat, just changing your timing. Now, it's a very good thing because it means intermittent fasting falls into the category of simple enough that you'll actually do it, but meaningful enough that it's actually gonna make a difference. So how does intermittent fasting work? To understand how intermittent fasting leads to fat loss, we first have to understand the difference between what we call the fed state, I mean, not the federal state, but when you're fed, and the fasting state. Now, your body's in the fed state, or the way of food in it, when it's digesting and absorbing nutrients, when you ingest and digest food. Typically, the fed state starts when you begin eating, and it lasts for about three or four hours as your body digests and absorbs food that you just ate. When you're in the fed state, again, there's food in your body, it's very hard for your body to burn fat because your insulin levels go up. Remember, when you eat food, your body releases insulin to go into the cells and open up the cells and allow glucose to go into the cells. That's what insulin does. As you're eating, the body's producing insulin so you can start absorbing glucose. After that time span, three, four, five hours, your body goes into what's known as the post-absorptive state, which is a fancy way of saying that your body isn't processing the meal, it's still working on it though. The post-absorptive state lasts about eight to 12 hours after your last meal. 
which is when you enter into the fasted state. Now, it's much easier for your body to burn fat in a fasted state because your insulin levels are now gone or lowering. When you're in the fasted state, your body can burn fat that's been inaccessible during the fed state because we don't enter the fasted state for about 8 to 12 hours after our last meal. So it's rare that our bodies are in the fat-burning state. How many of you ever go 12 hours without a meal? Not most of you. This is one of the reasons why so many people who start intermittent fasting lose fat without changing what they eat, just, and, and they just change when they eat. They don't change how they eat. They don't even have to exercise anymore. So fasting puts your body into this fat-burning state that it rarely ever gets into if you have a normal eating schedule. Most people eat every eight hours, right? You have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, sleep. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, sleep. So eight hours, you're digesting that meal for eight hours. You're just about to start to go into the fasting state. And what do you do? You eat again. You go to sleep. You sleep for eight hours. You're just about to go into the fasting state. Bam. You start eating again. This is going to change the timing. So now that you're probably wondering, what are some of the benefits of intermittent fasting aside from just weight loss? There's a lot. Now, fat loss is great, but that's only one of the benefits. Intermittent fasting makes your day simpler. Now, I'm big on behavior change. You got to change your mindset. Simply, and it's, it's simple, and it helps reduce stress. Intermittent fasting provides additional simplicity in my life that I really enjoy. Now, I personally like to skip dinner. So what we're talking about here is skipping a meal. You want to skip breakfast. You want to skip dinner. You want to skip a meal and go into a fasted state. Some people say, I'd rather wake up and not eat. I like to wake up in the morning and eat. I like to skip dinner. And for me, I find that a lot easier. Whichever works best for you is fine. But you're trying to stretch out that time between meals. Now, I enjoy eating. I don't mind cooking. In fact, I eat most of my meals. I either make them and bring them with me or I eat them at home. So it's not a big deal to me. So eating three meals a day was never really a hassle for me. However, intermittent fasting allows to eat, me to eat one less meal, which also means one less meal planned, one less meal prepared, uh, one less meal I had to purchase, stressing out over that meal. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What am I going to have? So it makes life a little simpler. And I like that. It's really easy to skip a meal because you have to not do something. If you listen to my shows before, I try to teach you how, how to get healthy by making it as simple as possible. When I tell you to cut out the bad foods, the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, I'm asking you to not do something. So I couldn't make it easier than to make it passive. Intermittent fasting fits right into this model because you have to not do something. You have to not eat. So intermittent fasting will help you, also helps you live longer. Scientists have long known that restricting calories is a way of lengthening your life. To a point, of course. For, from a logical standpoint, it makes sense. When you're, start, when you're not getting enough food, your body finds ways to survive and extend life so you have more time to live and find food. But there's one problem. Who wants to starve all the time? Why live longer if it's miserable? I don't know about you, but I'm interested in enjoying a long life, not being miserable. And that's what I tell people. We, may, some, we have all the science that may extend life, but it's not quality of life, it's quantity. I want to have quality and quantity. The beauty of intermittent fasting is now you can have both. Starving myself doesn't sound like something I want to do. But the good news is that intermittent fasting activates many of the same mechanisms for extending life as calorie restriction. So one, one thing that we thought of, uh, the research has shown, if you just eat and cut back your calories, you'll probably live longer. Well, now you don't even have to cut back your calories, you just have to change when you're eating. So in other words, the great benefits of a longer life without all the hassle of starving and worrying, am I going to get enough calories, enough nutrients? Way back, 1945, it was discovered that intermittent fasting extended the life in mice 
And now it turns out it looks like that's going to be the same for humans. Another benefit, intermittent fasting may reduce your risk of cancer. This is up for debate, still not a lot of research on it. An experimentation done in relationship between cancer and fasting is still in its early stages. However, it looks pretty positive. One study of 10 cancer patients, which is a small study, suggests that side effects of chemotherapy may be diminished by fasting before the treatment. This is also supported by another study, which used alternate day fasting, skipping a meal, skipping one day, eating, and then eating the next day, with cancer patients. And that concluded that fasting before chemotherapy would result in better cure rates and fewer deaths. Wait a minute. That's profound. So again, what your views are on chemotherapy, I've done shows on cancer. It's on the website, drjoe.com. But now we're finding that if you are going the chemotherapy route, we can maybe extend your life expectancy. Why isn't this being taught? Why isn't this just common knowledge? If you're going to do the chemotherapy, this is going to help it work better. No one knows about that. Another comprehensive analysis of many studies on fasting and disease has concluded that fasting appears not only to reduce the risk of cancer, but also your risk of cardiovascular disease. The number one and two killer right there, folks, cancer and cardiovascular disease. Intermittent fasting is much easier than dieting. The reason most diets fail is because we switch to the wrong foods. It's because we don't actually follow a diet over a long period of time. A diet, by definition, in most people's mind, is a short term until I lose weight. Then you go back to your old lifestyle, bam, problem comes right back. So it's not a nutritional problem. It's a behavior problem that most people have. This is where intermittent fasting shines because it's remarkably easy to implement once you get over the idea that you need to eat all the time. Most people eat by reflex. It's 6 o'clock in the morning, I have to have breakfast. It's 12 o'clock, I have to have lunch. It's 6 o'clock at night, I have to have dinner. When you change your mindset, that's what changes. One of my producers, Sierra, I've quoted her many times on this. She said one day in the middle, uh, middle of a show we were doing, she said, you know, it's okay to be hungry. And the issue with intermittent fasting is that the first couple of times you do it, you get a little hungry. A little hungry. You're not dying from a brain tumor. You're not debilitated because you can't walk. You're a little hungry. And it's okay to be a little hungry. And what will happen is your body will get used to that. Uh, another study found that intermittent fasting was, at, was an effective strategy for weight loss in obese adults and concluded that the subjects quickly adapt to the intermittent fasting routine. So once you get into it, two or three days, it's really easy. If you're considering giving, up, giving fasting a shot, there's a few different options that might work best for you. So there's different types of intermittent fasting. Let's talk about that now. Number one, daily intermittent fasting. One way to do it, which uses about a 16-hour fast, followed by eight hours of eating. Doesn't matter when you start your eight-hour eating period. Uh, you can start at 8 a.m. and stop at 4 p.m., or you can start at 2 p.m. and stop at 10 p.m. Whatever works best for you, this is one style of intermittent fasting. Some folks tend to find that eating around 1 o'clock to 8 o'clock works best, and those times allow you to have lunch and dinner with family and friends. And breakfast is typically a meal most people have on their own, so if they skip that meal, it's not that big a deal. So because daily intermittent fasting is done every day, it becomes really easy to get into the habit, into the schedule. So right now, you're probably eating around the same time every day, even without thinking about it. Well, daily intermittent fasting is the same thing. You just learn not to eat at certain times, which is remarkably easy. One potential disadvantage of this schedule is because you typically cut out a meal or two during your day, it becomes more difficult to get the same amount of calories in. So if you're trying to lose weight, that may not be a bad thing. 
But here's the thing with intermittent fasting. The meals you do eat, just like any other meal, needs to be high quality food. I always say the minimum supplements you need every day are Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. So when people go into this intermittent fasting, one thing I almost demand they do is start taking Super Greens and Essential Source. All of you, most of you anyway, should be taking Super Greens and Essential Source every day. Uh, there are two powders. Uh, I mix them, a scoop of each together. I shake it up with some coconut milk or almond milk. I couldn't imagine a day going by without at least having it once a day. Sometimes I take it twice a day. But Super Greens and Essential Source, they're on the website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com. That's our website. And that's by far our most popular supplements. Now, we have a bunch of other supplements that we customize for each patient. But if we're starting out, Super Greens and Essential Source, that's the starting point. If you're not willing to do anything else, at least do that. So when you're going into intermittent fasting or just eating regular, Super Greens and Essential Source is so important. Now, it's tough to teach yourself to try to eat for these eight hours because if you're not trying to lose weight, you want to eat the same amount of calories. And if you eat bigger meals on a consistent basis, sometimes that's a little challenging. I don't like eating big meals. I like eating small meals. So if I intermittent fast, I'm okay eating smaller meals as long as they're high quality food. So the result of this is that many people who try this style of intermittent fasting end up losing weight. And that can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing depending on your goals. So if you want to do intermittent fasting, and there's so many benefits aside from weight loss, you can do it and then just eat high-calorie foods in that, if you're doing this style, in that eight-hour period. Things like nuts and seeds, a lot of nuts and seeds, avocados. Those are things that are high-calorie foods that can help you maintain weight or actually gain weight. So don't be afraid to intermittent fast if you want to maintain or lose weight or gain weight. You can do it as well. Now, another way to do it, not just daily, is weekly intermittent fasting. One of the best ways to get started with intermittent fasting, because this is kind of new to you, is to do it once a week or maybe even once a month. An occasional fast has been shown to lead to many benefits of fasting that we already talked about, the heart disease, the cancer, uh, more energy, weight loss. So even if you don't use it to cut down on calories consistently, there's still a lot of benefits of skipping a meal. The number one consumer of energy we have as humans is romance. Keep it clean, it's a family show. The number two consumer of energy is digestion. And most of us are digesting all day, every day. And it takes a lot of energy, and that's why a lot of people get tired. One of the many benefits of intermittent fasting, I find, and pretty much everybody else does, is these surges of energy. Because you're not digesting food, you have all that energy to utilize to just be alive. So it's really cool when you start doing this. So here's an example okay, of, this, of, of, of spreading out, not, not daily intermittent fasting, but spreading it out. Lunch on Monday is your last meal of the day. Then you fast until lunch on Tuesday. That's it. The schedule has an advantage of allowing you to eat every day of the week, like you usually do, while reaping all the benefits of fasting for 24 hours. It's also less likely that you lose weight because you're only cutting out you know, two meals, really, dinner and breakfast the next day. So you're looking to, if you're looking to bulk up or keep weight on, uh, this is a great option because you're less likely to lose weight. Now, I've done 24-hour fasts. I've done five-day fasts. Um, I just did one last month, as a matter of fact. And there's a wide range of variations and options for making this work into your schedule. For example, long day of travel or day after a big holiday feast, often great times to throw in a 24-hour fast. You got to drink water when you're fasting. Please understand this. This is not, I'm not going to have anything in my body. I'm going to have water in my body. A lot of folks will do super greens and essential source while they're into this fast mode because you're getting all the nutrients, but it's really easy to digest, easy to absorb. So that doesn't really change the fast. So some people say, well, Dr. Joe, what else can I do? I would do super greens and essential source, but I'd mix it with water 
instead of coconut milk or almond milk. One of the biggest benefits of a 24-hour fast is getting over the mental barrier of fasting. Most of this problem, any, most of the problem anybody has with this is it psychs them out. I can't eat? What do you mean I can't eat? You can eat. You're just going to skip a meal. Take a breath. In Italian, we say aspet. Aspet means relax, calm down. It's not that big a deal. Try it. And you've probably done it many times before. You never even realized it. So if you've never fasted before, successfully completing your first one helps you realize you're not going to die. You're not, you can go a day or go 12 hours without eating. It's okay. Give it a shot. Not the worst thing in the world. I promise. Once you get into it, you start to get all this energy. You start to feel good. It becomes real easy to follow. Another way to intermittent fast is alternate day intermittent fasting. Alternate day intermittent fasting incorporates longer fasting periods on alternate days throughout the week. So, for example, uh, you eat dinner on Monday night, and then you don't eat again until Tuesday evening. Uh, Wednesday, however, you eat all day and then start your 24-hour fasting cycle again after dinner on Wednesday. So you kind of skip every other day. This allows you to go longer periods uh, of fasting on a consistent basis while also eating at least one meal a day. So, you know, you kind of get, get one meal a day at least in there, and then, you know, one day... Three meals, one day, one meal, then you skip again. So, Now, this style of intermittent fasting seems to be used often in research studies. This is the one that they do a lot of research on. There's tons of research on this, too, by the way. But for what I've seen, it isn't very popular in the real world. And uh, I've never done it, uh, alternate day fasting. A lot of times, the way I do it is I don't even plan it. I have my day. You know, I wake up, have my super reason, essential source, my supplements. Uh, usually, I have lunch. And then if I don't have any plans at night, which is rare... But if I don't have any plans at night, I'll say, you know what? I had lunch. I'm good. I'm going to wait till breakfast the next day. And I usually do that about twice a week. And so now I can just, I don't have to say, okay, Tuesday's the day, but then suddenly I suddenly have a meeting on Tuesday. Well, I can't do Tuesday. I make it fit my schedule. Again, there's no right way to do this or wrong way to do it as long as you're giving yourself at least 12-hour break in meals, the longer the better, to a point, of course. So let's discuss some, a, lot, a lot of questions people ask me all the time. One, I could never skip breakfast. How do you do it? I love my breakfast foods. I love my bacon and eggs and waffles and toast and omelets. Okay, if breakfast foods are your favorite, which you shouldn't be eating anyway, but if you are, just skip breakfast and have that for lunch or whatever your favorite food is there. Now, a lot of people say, well, Dr. Joe, I heard that you're supposed to eat every three hours. You have heard people say that you should be having six meals a day or eat every three hours or something like that. Here's why this was a popular idea for a very brief period of time. You can explain it, which I'm going to do, and it makes a little sense, but it doesn't work in real life. So your body burns calories when it's processing food. Number one consumer of energy is what? Romance. Number two is digestion. So the thought behind this is the more meals you eat, you eat more frequently, you're going to be burning more calories. You'd also uh, burn calories throughout the day because you're constantly digesting. Eating more meals should help you lose weight, but here's the problem. The amount of calories you burn is proportional to the size of the meal your body is processing. So if you're digesting six meals a day to add up to, let's say, I don't know, 2,000 calories, it burns the same amount of energy as processing two large meals of 1,000 calories each. It doesn't matter if you get your calories from 10 meals or one meal, you're going to end up in the same place. Here's the reason I don't like the small meal concept. It depends what you eat. If I have cantaloupe, it's going to take about 20 minutes, a half hour. It's going to go from my stomach into my small intestine. If I eat a steak, which of course I wouldn't do, I don't eat meat. But if I was to eat a steak, it would take about six hours 
sitting in my stomach to digest far enough to get into the small intestine or break down enough. So I'm eating every three hours, and that steak that I had, I'm putting two meals on top of that. So now my stomach goes, what am I going to digest? Do I digest the steak? Do I digest the cantaloupe? I don't know what to do. So many times the food passes partially digested from the stomach into the small intestine where it rots. So if you're eating a plant-based, raw, vegan, plant-based diet, every three hours probably isn't a bad idea. If you're eating the SAD diet, what's a SAD diet? The standard American diet, SAD. The standard American diet, that is not a good idea. Taking out that whole concept of digesting food and energy and you're eating food that's going to sit in your stomach for a long period of time. And that's not a good thing. Now, this is crazy. If you, People tell me about intermittent fasting. If I don't eat for 24 hours, I'm going to die. Honestly, I think the mental barrier is the biggest thing that prevents people from fasting because it's really not that hard to do once you do it. Again, try by just skipping a meal. Start slow if you're worried about it. Now, there's a few reasons why intermittent fasting isn't as crazy as you think. First, fasting has been practiced by various religious groups for centuries. In fact, a lot of people think I'm Jewish. And whenever the Jewish holidays come along, people usually say, oh, you're fasting today. And I say, no, I'm not. You know, I'm Italian. I'm not Jewish. I was never, but I look Jewish. So people tell me all the time. And they'll, they'll wish me, you know, Jewish holidays. And I just say, thank you. I don't make a big deal out of it. But uh, in the Jewish religion and the Muslim religion especially, there's a lot of fasting. As an Italian raised Roman Catholic... Fridays used to be fasting days. Then it got a little looser, and they said, okay, you can eat. You just can't eat meat on Fridays. That's why we used to eat a lot of fish on Fridays. And now that's kind of gone to the wayside. But there was a reason for this. It was a time to purge and cleanse your body. So I think it's a good idea. Now, medical practitioners for centuries have noted that health benefits of fasting uh, have been around, again, like I said, thousands of years. So in other words, fasting isn't new. It's not a fad. It's not some crazy marketing ploy. It's been around for a long time, and it works. You know, the old thing is starve a cold, feed a fever. No, starve them both. Because again, you want to give as much energy as you can into the immune system working. So the less you eat to a point, the better you're going to be. That's why I say if you are sick, at least super greens an essential source. Give the body the nutrients that it needs to heal. Then vitamin D is very important. I go off on a tangent here. If you're sick, in the winter especially, you got to get the vitamin D levels up. And, you know, the recommended dose is, I don't know, 600, 800 uh, international units. That's not nearly enough from the research I've seen. I would say go to at least 5,000 international units. A lot of research now is coming out saying you probably need to go to 10,000 international units. Now, on our website, drjoe.com, we have Dr. Joe's vitamin D. A drop is 1,000 units. So it's not like you're taking 1,000 pills. A drop is 1,000 units. So five drops, it's in a dropper bottle. It's liquid. Put it under your tongue. You're fine. If, you, if I do feel sick, I'll take 10 or 20,000 for a couple of days. So you want to make sure you're getting the nutrients you need in your body. You got to make sure you're getting the water in your body. So important because you don't want to dehydrate. And so that alone is going get to you, get you healthy. And then you start skipping the meals and getting more energy. It's crazy. Fasting seems to be so foreign to so many of us simply because nobody talks about it. Everybody talks about high carb, low carb, low fat, high fat, ketogenic, uh, you know, a, a, a vegan, non-vegan, all that everybody talks about. Fasting, nobody really talks about. And the reason is that there's no money to be made if I tell you, don't eat. I can sell you products. I can sell you ketogenic products. I can sell you uh, weight loss programs. But if I'm telling you not to eat, there's nothing to buy. So in other words, fasting isn't a very marketable topic 
So you're not exposed to it in advertising and marketing very often. Because again, if I'm going to do advertising or marketing, I want to sell you a product. Well, this is nothing to sell. The results is that it seems somewhat extreme or strange, even though it really isn't. Try it. Just skip a meal. You'll be amazed. And again, you have to do it a couple of times to see some benefits, but most people see it right after, right when they go into 12 hours of fasting. Even eight hours of fasting is pretty amazing for most people. So if you'd like to make an appointment to come see us, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Go to my website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com, make an appointment. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app.